Welcome to Cannabis in Focus, the show about medical cannabis. Our guests include doctors, nurses, scientists, and patients, and they'll separate fact from hype to help you make informed decisions for yourself and your loved ones. I'm your host, Miriam Knight, and today's guest is Nurse Julesy Monteiro. She's a registered nurse in the state of Nevada who has worked for over 20 years in specialties ranging from internal medicine and orthopedics to pediatric and adult ER, outpatient surgery, and pain management. She is known in the Las Vegas community as Ask Nurse Julesy, and she educates professionals, patients, caregivers, corporations, and legislators on cannabis therapeutics and the science behind the plant. She's a member of the American Nurses Association and Nevada State Nurses Association, and she's the founder of the Nevada branch of the American Cannabis Nurses Association. She's on the Nurse Advisory Board for Nature Nurse and one of the founders of Cannabis Nurses Network. She's spoken to medical and industry groups across the country and is the co-creator and editor of Cannabis Nurses Magazine a national platform to promote cannabis information, evidence-based education, and research. She believes that the key to counteract the propaganda and remove the stigma on this simple plant is through education. And she's currently in pre-production for a daytime TV show, Knowledge is Power, on Nurse Talk through 420 Media. Welcome, Nurse Julesy. Hello, welcome. Thank you. Now, you're such a passionate advocate for the use of cannabis as therapy. What led you to this work? Well, you know, that's an interesting question, and I'm actually asked that a lot. Um, I came from a background of the Just Say No Nancy Reagan era. I lived by it uh, from my heart. So uh, working in medicine and the work that I've had throughout the hospitals and triaging thousands and thousands of patients over the years, not one of my patients came to me saying that they were utilizing medical cannabis. And it wasn't until a very good friend of mine came to me and said, Nurse Julesy, did you know that cannabis cures cancer? And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I said, that's a very, very profound statement. You can't be going around saying we have the cure to cancer. And if you did, I would definitely know about it. So I went home that night and I started Googling. And it, in essence, after finding out through multiple research, it opened Pandora's box for me. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, finding out that the cannabis was being utilized as a plant, whole plant-based medicine and was actually working for many patients. And that's how I started. Wow. In the intro, I mentioned a number of national cannabis nurses organizations. Just how widespread is this movement? Well, quite frankly, uh, since I came to know about this plant, I looked within my state, not any other nurse was thinking the same way I was. I'm like, we have this miraculous plant, how do we go and tell the people and get the information out there? And there weren't people thinking on my, my uh, wavelength, so I had to go elsewhere. And I, I literally went to a conference in May of 2014 called Patients Out of Time. 
They were out of Portland, Oregon that year. And it was the first time I heard that we had an endocannabinoid system. Wow. Uh, right. And I'm like, sitting there going, why didn't they teach us this, this 12th body system that we have? That's our central main balancing system. Why aren't they teaching us that? So there aren't any real true organizations. The one that was out there was the American Cannabis Nurses Association. And they're working hard uh, to get it to become cannabis nursing, an actual specialty. And Mm. it's great what they're doing at the national level that way. But the reason why Cannabis Nurses Network was developed uh, was for the fact that it allowed a bridge to gap to the healthcare system. Nurses aren't trained about this. Doctors aren't trained about this. So we needed an organization to be able to support our nurses. And so it's a truly pioneering uh, field at this time. No one's forged the way. We always didn't have a pediatrics department. We always didn't have internal medicine. And so this is, in actuality, we are true pioneers in this industry, forging the way for other nurses to follow. Hmm. Would you say that nurses are more open to advocating cannabis for their patients than doctors? Absolutely. Um, Doctors, because it's being a Schedule 1, are very hesitant to even say that they're a part of it or believe in it because of their strict um, AMA guidelines. As nurses in our practice, we are taught that if there is a need for our patients and they don't have access to something, whether it be, you know, a wheelchair or assistive devices, or they need a social worker or some type of community assistance, we make that connection for them. So in the, indis- in the situation for patients who are coming and saying, hey, I'm using medical cannabis, how do I apply it into my, my healthcare system? We assist and help bridge the gap to, for that patient. And that's what we as nurses do. It's built mm-hmm. into our core ethics. You mentioned cannabis as a Schedule One drug. What makes you most frustrated about that definition? <laughs> when I first heard about cannabis, and they're like, oh, you know, the, pro- the propaganda that we've had and the prohibition that we've had. And when I first came into it, I said, oh, it's easy. Just reschedule the drug. I mean, we know it's not, and we have three governmental studies that it's a neuroprotectant, an anti-inflammatory, and and anti-aging. So how, if we have these governmental studies and the government has a patent on it, why don't we just reschedule it and actually deschedule it and make it as if it is an herb and an over-the-counter? And that's how we as nurses, cannabis nurses, really in the future foresee this plant. Just like CBD, we a lot of people can get it in the hemp, and we need to change the laws. So when we get those laws changed at a federal level, it will assist all of us so much more in the future. You have been going around the country uh, speaking to medical groups and industry groups. Um, where do you feel the um, openness is greatest Well, I think we're having a paradigm shift in thinking. Like five years ago, when I first came into knowing about cannabis, actually it was 2010, and here we are seven going on eight years later. 
Um, when I first was talking about it in the hospitals, I was uh, full-time back then before you know, I'm disabled and um, utilize cannabis as my own medicine. But back then, my colleagues were like, Bills, you're going to commit career suicide if you keep talking about this. And I said, no, in actuality, knowing what I know and how beneficial this plant is, we're going to be creating human genocide if we do not get this message out. So I have found my whole goal is to uh, ease the pain of this propaganda and this prohibition that the key and the solution to this is through education. And that's where we created the platform for the Cannabis Nurses Magazine. That's where we created the platform for Cannabis Nurses Network. So we can pull nurses together and together we can forge forward to create and make these changes in the future. I do have the sense that I, I know that not all nurses are women, um, but probably the vast majority of them are. I do have the sense that it is women who maybe because of their, I don't know, hormonal makeup are really going to be the spearhead of this uh, shift in thinking. What do you think of some of the biggest misconceptions about cannabis that you have to deal with and counteract? The misconceptions with cannabis. Oh, gosh. First of all, um, a lot of us have been told over the years that it creates brain damage and kills our brain cells. I remember Nancy Reagan coming on TV and saying, you know, just say no, N-O, and it's going to kill your brain cells. And at the time, as my youth, I'm like, well, gosh, I want to go into medicine and I need every single brain cell there is <laughs> to help my patients. So I'm never going to try it. And in actuality, through the research that we have across our country and our world, it's quite different from that. In fact, it enhances, it kills our cancer cells, causes apoptosis. It creates cellular regeneration in our brains. So I always say now, just say no with a K-N-O-W. Mm -hmm. Just know that this plant is that missing link to so many of our healthcare um, needs and our symptoms and our diagnoses, and it creates positive balance within our system. I have heard that uh, people in the National Football League are lobbying to be able to use it to prevent the damage caused by concussions and those small concussions. Um, what are the, I've heard it's truly neuroprotective. What are some of the areas that it can help um, brain function and, and health? Well, Currently, our healthcare system takes a look at approaching it when you're sick, how do we solve it? We need to have more of a paradigm shift in thinking of utilizing cannabis as a preventative medicine and our whole health and wellness. Um, our athletes, my gosh, especially our NFL players, we've had the fortunate um, the fortune of uh, running into a lot of these athletes across the country who are now retired. They have CTE, um, and 
it's been extremely damaging to them and very uh, destructive when they come back into their family nucleus. A lot of them get depressed, a lot of them are suicidal, and these are all um, stem from the symptoms of CTE. So uh, complete um, brain injury, C mm -hmm. CTI. So um, our efforts along with the athletes is why can't we utilize a simple cannabinoid such as CBD, the non-psychotropic um, cannabinoid, and utilizing those prior and during and after their athletes working on the field. Um, if they're a neuroprotectant and an anti-inflammatory, why don't we want to protect our athletes instead of harming them with the harmful narcotics and barbiturates that they are giving our players on a daily basis? I've heard some amazing stories. Um, I know Marvin Washington, uh, we call him Coach, Coach Marv. Um, he's been a huge player in this, in uh, promoting CBDs and getting the NFL to even look at it. And I believe they have a lawsuit against the federal government on this. And it's amazing um, it's to see the, what they're going to be doing with this. The awareness is out there. The research is out there. It's just about educating our legislators to understand. And even if our NFL league players and who hold those high positions, how can we utilize a plant-based medicine that is so much healthier instead of these harmful drugs that they've been giving them. So it's been an amazing task and an amazing journey. And um, I see cannabis and cannabinoids being utilized even in our youth. Why not, instead of giving orange slices to our little soccer players as they're growing in their bodies, giving them CBD cocoa cannabinoids or a CBD product that can work for them? Mm -hmm. without getting a euphoric effect. So in the future, I mean, a lot of people are going to be very controversial with that statement. How can we be giving it to our children? But we cannot forget about our children also because they are our future. Well, at the conference where I heard you speak for the first time, uh, they had a lot of uh, discussion about the use of cannabis in epilepsy for children. Um, and it it's a very emotional issue because there is this residue of brain damage to kids and getting them hooked and everything. But just look at the alternatives. I mean, it, it, this, this issue that you mentioned about, you know, the just say no and the Reagan era actually it goes back before the Reagan era, but it does. <laughs> <laughs> but um, how do we uh, counteract that? Because there are still people who will look at the recreational use of marijuana and say that it's, it's a gateway drug and look at the medical use of marijuana and say it's neuroprotective and we should be using it to enhance our our central immune system and our uh, adaptive responses. Where do you find that middle road? Well, they always make the division of there's medical cannabis, there's adult use, there's recreational. And as cannabis nurses, we believe all consumers of cannabis are patients. Whether they are self-medicating and they don't even realize for whether it's depression, anxiety, pain, whatever their symptom is, 
they're treating something. And even if it's for that euphoric effect and they want to escape from this world, that's still a form of uh, medication. So they are mm -hmm. consumers. Mm -hmm. And in regards to it being the gateway drug that I was raised on, and I literally feel I was brainwashed as a child, um, Clint Warner has a wonderful book called Marijuana, The Gateway to Health. And for all of those skeptics that are out there, really, truly do your research and look into how cannabis protects us from cancer and Alzheimer's disease and how it is protecting us. And I do believe we are already seeing many um, just say knowers like myself, um, people who are more Republican right wing who believe in a certain way that this is a dangerous drug. We're learning as we get sick ourselves one of our spouses gets sick, a family member, a neighbor, a friend or coworker says, hey, you know what? I had cancer. I had these neuropathic pain issues and I started using cannabis and you know, it's working and I'm still alive. And so if it was the gateway to drugs, our epidemic for um, any other drugs, our, our cannabis patient users should be heroin users by now. And they're not. <laughs> Just right. there. So, and we love statistics of nurses. Um, and if, and if we, it was the gateway drug, then we would, and they utilizing cannabis, then we'd have a lot more drug problem issues. And in fact, we found 25% of the states uh, of patients their drug use actually decreases in those states by 25% um, with those legal recreational states. Mm -hmm. So I have to mm -hmm. kind of look at the numbers going, hmm, maybe they weren't really telling the truth back then. It's the gateway for other drugs, but it's actually marijuana is the gateway to our health. And in fact, there have been statistics of using marijuana to wean oneself off the more destructive uh, opioids. Correct. And, you know, I, I personally can vouch and say cannabis is my medicine. Um, I was put on tons of opioids and barbiturates for a lot of, I have uh, neuropathic pain, herniated discs. I've been in a couple different motor vehicle accidents over the years. And of course, working uh, as a trauma nurse for many years, it kind of puts wear and tear on your body. And cannabis is usually that one drug that helped me get off of those opioids. I never did like them. I didn't like the way they made me feel. Um, and utilizing cannabis, I do a lot of juicing, my daily um, oral intake through a capsule. I use transdermal patches, lotions. Those don't even get you uh, euphoric. I don't like those feelings. So I, I have a tendency to pick strains or um, methods of administration that allow me to have a clear mind through the day. But a lot of patients are still working in the workforce and aren't able to do that. So these, there's still some challenges and hurdles that we have to come forward with. But yes... Cannabis has and is being used as uh, a way to get off those opioids. And a really good issue for that was our March-April 2017 issue on uh, cannabis and opioid addiction. And I encourage you guys to all go to CannabisNursesMagazine.com. Look up that issue on the March-April 2017 issue because we have so much research that is listed there in our articles that um, does prove that this is a wonderful tool for opioid addiction. 
Now, Nurse Julesy, you are obviously a medical professional and are able to uh, know how to test yourself, test the efficacy of the products that you're using. But uh, a person off the street who doesn't really understand uh, has been hearing about CBD, THC, doesn't really understand how to treat themselves. Where can they get the best advice, do you think? Well, I know we've created a beautiful tool with Cannabis Nurses Magazine. Um, it, it's directed with an audience towards nurses, but what we've found is a lot of our patients are picking it up, taking it to their doctor's office or to their medical professionals and saying, hey, look at this article. It's talking about, I've got cancer, and it's talking about in here how cancer causes it to um, cause apoptosis. What do you think about this? And a lot of our doctors, you have to remember, we were not medical doctors, nurses, medical providers, and healthcare professionals. It's not in our curriculum in Western medicine. So when you take the approach with your doctor to utilize a tool like a magazine uh, to go in there and say, hey, I know you don't know about this, but let's come back in a month when we come back for our next visit, talk about this, and I want to incorporate it into my healthcare plan. So getting your healthcare providers involved and, and educating them along with yourself as you're going through the learning curve and the learning process is best. There's wonderful sites out there on social media. There's a lot of groups, specific groups that you can look up um, for other support. Uh, we are creating through the Cannabis Nurses Network, we are creating and trying to educate other nurses to be able to be nurse consultants and nurse navigators for patients. So stay tuned on that. We have a lot of things coming in 2018 on that. And we will be having more resources for our patients. So, and another good one out there is unitedpatientsgroup.com. They have some phenomenal um, assistance for patients out there also. So... Um... Where, where would you take this next? Uh, how many states are being covered by your nurses' organizations? Well, currently, Cannabis Nurses Network is a global network uh, for the entire globe. Uh, we're, we do have some nurses in Australia. We know the Israel nurses, some nurses in Canada, and some are coming from all over the place, but ultimately... We originated and are based out of San Diego, California as our headquarters, and we have part of our um, executive board and our board of directors, nurses from all over the country. We have them in Washington State, Oregon, California, Arizona, New Mexico, Nevada, uh, Florida, East Coast, East Coast, and then we're getting, and we have a few even in our Bible Belt states of Ohio and, and everything else, that as we... As we grow, we're going to be adding more states. And as we educate more nurses and get them on uh, through and educated and trained, uh, we'll be adding more states. But currently, our, our hot topics in states that are more progressive happen to be the Western states. Uh, East Coast has a different way of thinking. I know there's a lot of um, vape only. There's no flower like in New York uh, they only use uh, vaporization. They don't allow for flour, and that's the natural form of it. So there's still some need for education in those states, and until those states open up, 
um, it'll it'll be taking longer for those states to open. Mm-hmm. Through it all, go ahead. Uh, so I was having this picture of taking a copy of your magazine to one's local doctor. Uh, again, there is a reticence on the part of many medical uh, doctors to get involved. It's kind of don't ask, don't tell uh, attitude. Do you find that there is a growing openness among medical doctors to uh, support their patients in this, or do they have to do it kind of under the table? Due to the scheduling of being a Schedule 1 drug, they're treading thin water. So they won't openly come out and say, yes, I'm for this, but you might not even know someone in their family could even be using it. Mm -hmm. So when patients come to me, it's like, hey, my doctor's totally against this. They've taken me, they found out I have THC in my system and they've taken me off all my narcotics and my barbiturates and I don't even know what to do. And it's like this huge panic. So either one of two things happens. One, your doctor who doesn't know anything about it, you start educating them and you start talking about it and opening the conversation. And if one, they're excited about it and want to learn more, you provide them more education, getting them a subscription to their office so they can start learning about it. Or two, if they're totally anti, not in support of you and your healthcare plan, because patients have to remember this is their health and they take ownership. Adding a doctor or a nurse or any other healthcare provider comes on as a team to make the best decisions for them going forward. And if one of your team members is not on board with where you want to go with your own personal health, then it's time to find a new doctor that does understand the methodology and your healthcare plan and where you want to go. You got to have the right team members. That's the key. This is a scary place for many patients who are hearing conflicting advice. Their doctor is telling them they have to get chemo, they have to get radical surgery, and what they're reading on the web or hearing from their friends is that there is an alternative. So what advice would you give to somebody who's caught between these two extremes and doesn't really know enough of themselves? Well, for one, we have to know who we are. And coming into cannabis and when you're looking at starting and incorporating cannabis as a treatment option, you have to understand something. It's not something that you just take for seven to 10 days and poof, you're gone and you're better. This is a lifestyle change. When you start learning that you're feeding what we call our endocannabinoid system, our balancing system, when we start understanding what that system is and adding cannabis in, then this is to assist your old health and wellness as a whole. This might be a good place to maybe expand a bit on the endocannabinoid system. I I know it's kind of beyond the scope to go into any depth, but one of the things that... I see as the difference between cannabis as medicine and pharmaceutical drugs as medicine is that cannabis is more likely to allow the body to heal itself 
as opposed to simply treating the systems. Do you think that's a reasonable point of view? Well, I'm so sorry. Can you repeat that question? Sure. Um, With conventional medicine, we tend to be treating the symptoms. It's not really curing your pain. It's just relieving it, alleviating it. But if we're looking at the endocannabinoid system, which is the body's own mechanisms for keeping itself in balance in homeostasis, when we give cannabinoids, we are supporting the body's healing mechanisms as opposed to suppressing the alarm mechanisms. Would you agree with that? I completely agree. And currently, the way our Western medicine works is you go into your doctor, you get a diet, you do your testing or your evaluations or your blood work, and they come back with a diagnosis. From that diagnosis, they say, okay, the treatment's options might be surgery, might be this, or might be pharmaceuticals. And we come home with a whole list of pharmaceuticals, and then you're treating the symptoms. Whereas when you do it from a focus of creating balance within your body and you're adding cannabis to your body to create that balance, you're already ahead of the game because you're, fight, you're not even having, you're using, utilizing it as a health and wellness tool versus a symptoms process that traditional medicine has got us into. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, I mean, symptom-based medicine focuses on our corporation and heavy profits. We all know. Cancer patients are profited upon. And when we add a simple plant to the equation that Mother Earth has given us 5,000 years ago and we've been utilizing, this pharmacopoeia has, in my opinion, kind of a little bit gone out of control. And how do we regenerate and reintegrate a healthy plant solution uh, when we have these huge corporations that are making hand over fist profit over us. Yeah. And it it goes, so that's, it's, that's a very touchy subject. (laughs) It is. And the other contrast that I see in cannabis as medicine is that Uh, It goes back to something that you said. It empowers the patient to take control, to do their own research, to um, it's optimistic that they can find something that will support them in healing themselves. And it's it's also, um, I guess, more uh, easily integrated into other changes that you can make in your life when you suppress the pain, then you can exercise, you can get out into nature. Um, if you suppress the nausea of chemotherapy, then you can eat nourishing foods. So it's, it's a life-giving solution instead of a really just, um, I hate to say dark, because there are many, many cases where modern medicine really does create miracles. But you have to educate yourself and empower yourself to ask the right questions and make decisions for yourself instead of just being carried on by the system. 
Correct. And, and unfortunately, when we're sick or we get, you know, we go, 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 go until our body finally breaks down because mm-hmm. we're, not, we're not supplementing enough nutrition or hydration or whatever it could be, or it could be a, a disease state that comes up and there's not, there's imbalance in the system. So we as patients technically have to take ownership of our own health. There's no one else out there for us to do it. And one of the most important thing is knowing the difference between good information and misinformation. There is a lot of misinformation out there. So how do you know where to go for your information and going to reliable sources, such as through nurses, because we base our education and our teachings and our training off of evidence-based education. That's what we as nurses found our profession on. That is what we do our healthcare plans on. And that is how we care for our patients. And so when we're incorporating that as a whole, it assists and we teach the patients how to take control of their own health and making their own decisions. And as we're adding team members who help us with that, those team members need to be on board for the decisions in which we create and we make and that are best for us. Absolutely. Now, you just um, were attending a Cannabis Nurses Network conference in Las Vegas. I think it was the inaugural conference uh, for educating nurses. Tell us about that. It sounded really exciting. Oh, gosh. So Cannabis Nurses Network Conference 2017. I actually was not an attendee. I was the one who actually helped. I put that on with our team through Cannabis Nurses Network. Um, This was our inaugural event. Uh, We had the two-year anniversary of Cannabis Nurses Magazine. I can't believe we've already gone on two years as of October 1st. And the network we did Thursday was a full training at UNLV on campus at University of Nevada, Las Vegas, where we had nurses come from all over the country um, to educate in a cannabis education for nurses. It was a 5.33 CEU course. It was a certified course through one of our other um, board of directors. She had just finished her master's thesis. So she did decided to use and teach on the endocannabinoid system and the basics. So, and it had two of which were in pharmacokinetics for our advanced practice nurses. Now, this was, uh, we've done other classes in the past, but this is the first one that we actually did at the university level and hosted it there. It was extremely successful, extremely exciting. Um, And then from there, the second day, we incorporated the workshops and our panels, which consisted of the Cannabis Nurses Network expert panelist nurses. We had six different ones, um, men and women who were on the panel of nurses that provided their personal stories and testimonies of how now what they are doing as cannabis nurses within their states and their communities. And then we also added um, the interactive sports book panel with our NFL players and um, some of our MMA fighters. Like such, um, that was extremely amazing with uh, Boo Williams from the Saints, Marvin Washington from the Denver Broncos. We had Frank Hawkins from the Raiders who was owned out here in Las Vegas and how he's incorporated it within his whole lifestyle. Um, Steve Cantwell from, um, he was an MMA fighter. He, and now retired because he noticed that he was having damage. 
he now grows at one of our largest facilities here in Nevada. And we even had Tyler, um, um, uh, Kyle, um, Kyle um, Tyrely, who came in at the last minute, who uh, was also on that. And we even incorporated um, the workshops where we made our own uh, infused teas to feed our endocannabinoid system with our cocos along with making um, our terpene. I teach a lot on terpenes. Terpenes is where it at. It's not just all about the cannabinoids. We love our terpenes and the more the merrier. <laughs> we made uh, terpene profiles that were specific to our scents because our nose knows. And they were able to take home those also. And then um, Marcy Marr out of Colorado, she's one of our other expert educator nurses. She taught on acupuncture and did a basic training on that. So it was incredible. And of course, we finished it up uh, with our Cannabis Nurses uh, Magazine anniversary party and the Leaders of Nursing Award Ceremony. Because in each of our magazines, the six issues that we have for the year, we always feature a specific nurse. And not only do we recognize them, it's important that we empower them and doing the great work. So they received awards across the nation from uh, the magazine uh, to appreciate anything and everything that they've done to help create and move this. It's a movement that we're in uh, with cannabis nurses mm -hmm. and, 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 and awarding them and showing them and the strength that there's a network and a support system here for them. So the three day, and then, and then to tie it up on the last day on Saturday, we did a dispensary and lab tour. So we showed now that because at the beginning, we didn't have safe access in Nevada and we didn't have safe products. It was all black market, underground. And I'm like, how can I send my stage four cancer patient to get medicine to the underground? So I got involved in Nevada legislation and back in 2013, 14. And now today we have dispensaries, we have um, labs with some of the best testing in the country. So we have safe access, safe products, and now we just have to have safe consumption rules. That's the third triad that we're working on right now. But the conference was amazing. Uh, we are looking forward in the future to doing a seven points tour and taking this model in 2018 to seven other different states and main um, cities to educate other nurses. And we're gonna be doing that within the universities through the dispensaries that are there and the labs that are set up so that we can have um, some connection between our states. Kind of interesting how the government keeps this illegal and all our states are doing all these separate wonderful um, ways of setting things up. But until we really break the shackles and get this at a national level, that's when the true healing and, and uh, consistency and opening up is gonna really see things. So our conferences, are that educational tool for our healthcare providers. We are the Mecca. We want. We are looking and working hard to be the Wikipedia of all information. And who better yet to come to is to learn it from a trusted um, nurse. We're Absolutely. The trusted, we're the number one trusted in the Gallup polls alone, except for 9-11. We give it to the firefighters. But nurses continually have won that award continually over and over and over again. And we take great pride in that as being the number one trusted healthcare professional in the country. And well-deserved. Uh, you had a little ceremony at City Hall as well, didn't you? Yes, um, it was amazing. So 
our local, so we have state legislation through NRS 453. We have cannabis here. We have safe products, we have safe access, but our local municipalities um, didn't allow for public consumption. So you can buy the product, but don't go anywhere and smoke it because you'll get a $680 ticket now. So we are, we're an education-only non-consumption event. Um, a lot of people are like, aren't you going backwards? And we're like, no, we're proving a point. Um, everywhere we've tried hosting our award ceremony for our professional nursing organization, Somehow, the Nevada Gaming Board Commission kept saying, no, 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 you can't do it here. And in fact, Leafly.com came out with an article this last August saying, uh, mentioning, we got mentioned in this article that the MJ Biz Conference is happening this next week, and um, the Cannabis Nurses Network Conference that's happening in October, and there was another one in September, was at risk and being canceled. And that was due to the public consumption issues and the local municipalities just didn't want to release that. So Chris Morwood, who was our program director and myself, went, literally went to Las Vegas Metro. We met with county commissioners and their teams and experts there, along with the city of Las Vegas, and educated them saying, no, 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 we're not that recreational market that's going to be lighting up a cigarette joint. (laughs) Uh, We're nursing uh, professionals and we have a board of nursing that we have to abide by and and, and strict um, um, guidelines. So we did our due diligence, educated them. And the one board we didn't go to was the Nevada gaming, which we kept getting the door shut on us. So Chris Morwood, she's so sweet. She goes, we're holding it at city of Las Vegas in their lobby. And I said, we can't do that. And she goes, why can't we? Let's just have it on their front porch. And we did. They opened us Las Vegas. Um, uh, City of Las Vegas was so generous to us. Um, they opened their doors to us. It was a beautiful facility. It was so elegant. It was a black tie affair. People were just like, I cannot believe here we are seven years later after all the hard work we've done to bring laws to us that we're having it here in the city of Las Vegas. It was epic. And the funny thing is, um, at a national level, the very next day, Pence was coming into town. We had, unfortunately, the uh, uh, Las Vegas Strong. We had the shooting episode five days prior to our event. And it was extremely emotional, very shocking to all of our citizens here. So some of our attendants did go down, the ones that did make it. Let me tell you, we had the protection of the Secret Service who was monitoring and preserving our buildings. So we were the safest of safest <laughs> to be in the city. And those Secret Servicemen now were educated by all those nurses who came and talked to them all about it. What are you guys doing here? Why are you uh-huh. here? They brought the Secret Servicemen to protect us? No, no, no. <laughs> that was Pence coming for the day to, you know, he was doing the memorial the next day there at the city of Las Vegas. But we were a part of that. Uh-huh. We were a part of that educational tool. So we had no idea. So now we're on the radar at the national level that the Cannabis Nurses Network is here. And we are providing excellent evidence-based education and a support system for nurses. And we are really, really proud and excited uh, moving forward on this. Well, good on you. Uh, tell me about your TV show. Oh, gosh. So 420 um, Media, Carrie Arcadish, we've been working well with her. She's the expert you need to be asking on that. 
Uh, we've done many different filmings across um, the country in the last few years. She's collected this footage. She's going forward. It is so exciting. Um, I, I'm not at liberty to speak of everything due to the NDAs, but stay tuned. It's exciting. Uh, coming from nurses, from Nurse Hatler Manis, she's um, my best friend and uh, my business partner in such a wonderful uh, exemplary example. I wouldn't be more proud to be doing this project with her. She is full of knowledge and wealth. And the two of us together, they call us like the powerhouse team <laughs> of nurses. Because when I went out there and was thinking about all this, I'm like, well, who else is thinking like me? So when I went out there um, and I met Heather, it's as if we've known each other's forever. It was such a natural fit. And the work that we're doing, we complimentary fill each other and this, this uh, nurse talk is going to be epic. Um, it'll ask and answer a lot of questions and answers, just like we're doing here today, but in a very large format. And it's, it's going not just national, it'll, go, it'll be go global. This is um, exciting times, so stay tuned. When do you expect it to launch? That I do not know yet. I'm having another call with, call this afternoon on, on with that team, and I will know more. Mm-hmm. Well, let me know and we'll promote it from our end. Absolutely. Great. So uh, is there any kind of a parting message you would like to leave with our listeners? Oh, gosh, I have so much to say. But I will say this. If you were like me, who was raised in an era that was told that this is dangerous for you. It is the devil. It is the poison. It is not what you need to be getting into. It is not the gateway to drugs, but it is truly the gateway to health. And it's not something to say no to NO, but it is something to say just say no, K-N-O-W. Do your research. Do your education. Do your due diligence in controlling and taking care of your health care. This is your journey, not anybody else's. And when you find that balance and adding cannabis into your, it's not for everyone, that it may be just the right thing you need to bring balance to your life. So give it a try. It can't hurt. Great. And the websites that you want to direct people to, you said CannabisNursesMagazine.com. Is there another one as well? Correct. And we have a whole entire product line through Nature Nurse. So you can go to NatureNurseHealth.com. Again, that's NatureNurseHealth.com. That's our entire product line where we have transdermal patches, lotions, salves, cocoa cannabinoids, and, we're, and um, oils, and we're adding to that, so stay tuned on that. And then our CannabisNursesNetwork.com is under construction, but shall be up uh, shortly within the end of this year. And there will be memberships for nurses to be able to join at all levels, being free, the moderate, and then the whole, the bang package, so stay tuned for that also. Great. Thank you very much indeed, Julesy, for all of the work that you do. And I absolutely look forward to seeing your next act on television. Thank you so much. And I appreciate you so much for having me on the show and 
providing this education. And if even you guys have questions, just make sure you write them down and we'll get back to you in answering them. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you for listening on Miriam Knight for Cannabis in Focus. That's at CannabisInFocus.com. Goodbye. <laughs>